real talk. If you're a black woman or a girl who's transitioning their hair, this is for you. And if you're relaxed and you're thinking about it, this is for you. And if you are fully natural, this is for you. Yes, I'm talking to you. Being a black girl is fucking hard because we are not the beauty standard in this society. And we do not fit into the mold of European beauty that's been shoved down our throats our entire lives. And our skin, it reflects light and our hair defies gravity. And I'll say it once and I'll say it again. However, our natural hair is not deemed professional enough for the workplace. And it won't typically get us past an interview. And when a non-person of color dyes their hair, bright pink it's never considered ghetto but it's always ghetto for us it's always ghetto for us and you know I hate the word ghetto I hate it I won't get into it but that word makes me sick to my tummy because it's always used to define anything we do and we've been told our entire lives that our hair is difficult and that relaxing it and straightening it every day and damaging it would be easier to take care of But the thing is, like, what's easier than loving what comes out of our scalp naturally? But it goes so much further than hair, because it goes into tiny microaggressions, and it goes into underlying racism. But I don't think that there's a podcast long enough that I could make to get into all of that. But, you know, I'm convinced we're all living the same lives, so maybe what I'm saying you've experienced. So... Do you remember when we were kids um, and we would have a special event we needed to go to? And it could have been a third grade graduation, it could have been um, a father-daughter dance, it could have been anything. And it was a special event and our parents, our moms, would typically straighten our hair because it was a special event. And this conditioned me into believing that my hair straight made me more beautiful And it conditioned me into thinking that my curly hair wasn't good enough for these events. And you know, I'm not attacking my mom. I love my mom. Um, I'm mixed and my mom is white. So she just did whatever's easier for her hair or for my hair to manage it. She just did that. Um, She never grew up having to take care of um, African-American hair. So I don't, I was never in her position, so I don't know how difficult that would have been, but it's those little things that conditioned me. And you know, I am so jealous of the girls growing up right now because they have access to triple the amount of hair care that we had. Because remember when we'd go into a store and there would be four or five aisles of hair products for Caucasian hair. And then in one of those aisles, there would be a little sliver a little sliver for us and what they put in there it wasn't really hair care at all it was relaxer in a box (laughs) it was that um that dream kids all of miracle and softer and beautiful just for me hair relaxer in a box and you know we still only have about one eighth of the space in stores for our hair products but you know it's significantly larger than what it was in the early 2000s when you know I was growing up and 
remember when we would come to school and our hair would be straightened and everybody would compliment us on it but you know they didn't say that when my hair was curly (laughs) they never said that when my hair was curly um and you know that's where the roots of my hair insecurities stem from and i'm transitioning right now i have about three c four hay air um and by the way that just is a chart that we use to define our hair structure and our um you know how straight it is how coily it is it can go from 1a to 4c um, and that's minus 3c 4a and i wear it in protective styles at the moment and but my hair is almost completely natural Um, And I'm waiting for it to grow out more, but I tell myself that I love my natural hair. But I really think I'm just a big fat fucking hypocrite. Because I always ask myself, if I truly love my natural hair, then why the fuck am I not wearing it out right now? You know? Because it is completely natural. So, what, why? And I'm telling myself it's because it needs to be in a protective style. It's completely curly, so I know that's a lie. But I'm never going to pretend that I am on this pedestal of self-love or whatever. I'm not perfect. (laughs) Um, My hair, it's in a short little afro right now, but I braid it up and I put it in protective styles all the time. And my question is why? Why do I do this? And maybe you are doing something similar. So my question for you is, do you love your natural hair? Or do you just say you do, like me? (laughs) And it's easy to say you do, but do you really? So we're going to do a little exercise here. Question number one. Do you feel more attractive in certain protective styles rather than your natural hair? And does a straight wig make you more attractive, make you feel more attractive? Question two, are you afraid of wearing your hair in an Afro style? Question three, do you prefer to wear your hair straight on dates and special events? Question four, do you wish your hair would be a looser curl type or straight to show the length? And every black girl knows what I mean about that. And if you wear a straight wig, do you feel more confident in it? That's question five. And the last one, do you ever say to someone with a looser curl type with straight or with straight hair, I wish my hair was that easy to take care of, or I wish my hair was like that. And if you don't say it out loud, do you think it? And you know, I'm going to be real with you. I answered yes for about four out of six of those questions. And with that being said, how do I move forward knowing how I feel about this? Because for black women, it's not just hair. It's our crown and it's it's an extension of our being. And it's what connects us to our ancestors and our heritage. And you know, I was reading an article by Blurred By Lines and it said, During the African slave trade, enslaved peoples found ways to retain their agency and keep themselves and their cultures alive in ways that were not wildly acknowledged by Western historians until the late 2000s. As Dutch slave owners forcibly transported 
people from West Africa to colonies in modern-day Brazil and throughout the Americas, some African women, namely farm rice farmers, braided rice seeds into their hair as a means of survival for themselves and for their culture of their homeland. And research shows West African women were the main contributors to the success of rice farming due to their knowledge and their practice in not only transporting seeds, but cultivating the plant for mass consumption in a lucrative and exploitative plantation economy based on slavery. And y'all, if that isn't black magic, you know, like we are fucking magic and you know, we don't hear it enough. So here I am telling you, and how can I, as a possessor of this magic, love my hair better and i think the answer partially lies in what we surround ourselves with and as a black and as black women we've had less representation in the media i mean growing up i didn't have many black women to look up to i grew up in a town where residents were mostly white and you know how do i say this you know race it shouldn't matter, but I also believe in embracing one's culture. And when you don't see any of your culture around you, it's disheartening a little. And we're so young and we, I don't know, but I didn't have that. And I mean, I was the only black senior in my graduating class. And growing up, there was no Instagram to look up black female creators. But you know, it's fucking 2020. So I did my research to see what other curly-headed girls recommended. And they said to fill your feed with confident black women until you feel represented. And they said, if you're going to idolize a woman, make it a black woman and watch your confidence skyrocket. Find women in the black community to talk to about hair advice and create a safe space with them. And then the next one is from me, and it's helped me to get to where I am in my hair journey, which, you know, of course, isn't perfect, but I am further now. But it's to take pictures of yourself where you feel bomb as fuck with your natural hair, and you need to normalize it, and eventually it will feel normal. And, you know, the goal one day is to truly embrace our hair and eventually society will be forced to follow. So, you know, I just want to say thank you guys for the love on my first podcast, my last podcast. And I know this is weird, but I'm trying something new, and I never thought I'd be the kind of girl to make a podcast, but here I am. Um, And I was walking back from my dorm from Commons the other day, which is our dining hall here, And the most beautiful G came up to me. Her name's Anaya. I hope I said that right. Anaya, if you're listening, hi. Um, And she came up to me and she said she listened to my podcast. And I seriously almost shit my pants. Um, (laughs) Oh my gosh, I need to not say that. But I seriously almost did. And I was like, thank you. And she was so sweet. She was so sweet. Um, So I'm going to... uh, Thank you, Anaya. Um, I'm going to share a link with you. Um where you guys can send me voice messages to be featured on my podcast. So you run the show.
If you guys want to be featured in my next podcast and have your voice be heard in here, then all you need to do is to click the link in whatever way that you are listening to this podcast. It should be in the description and you can record it right there easily and I will feature it. Real talk. When are you going to stop letting him play mind games with you? And when he finally stops playing mind games with you, is it going to be on your terms or is it going to be on his? But, insert fuckboy's name, is different. No, he's not. But, but, Brad is different. No, Brad is not. But, but he cares about me. He just doesn't show it in the best way. Ladies, 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 ladies. If a guy likes you, you will know. And you'll know because he wants to be with you. And you know because there's no excuses. The excuses are over. And you will know because he will rearrange his life to put you in it. It's not about rearranging your guts. It's about rearranging his life to fit you inside of it. And you know, as a feminist, I hate this. I hate letting the guy have control. Which is why I stopped letting this happen. Because I used to be the girl that would boo-hoo about a boy who didn't like her back. And ladies, I'm not trying to make you feel bad if that's like what you're going through right now. Because I am that girl. Like I used to be that girl. And I would get heartbroken consistently consistently because you know I was letting myself get heartbroken I really was and I would let him have the option of ending it but you know what no not anymore wrong bitch wrong motherfucking number now we play the men and we don't let them play us and the first step is when you begin talking and this is the first week where he's obsessed with you You've been through it, okay? You guys are texting back and forth. It's like the first, second, third day. He's like, he just, all he wants to do is talk to you. All he wants is to talk to you. And, you know, he's obsessed with you and you're beginning to catch feelings. You're beginning to simp. All right, back the fuck up. And, you know, you think... You think like he's obsessed with you and he just wants to be with you. No, he wants to be with the idea of you. He doesn't know you well enough. You guys have been only talking for a week, okay? So he's not crazy about you and your personality and your heart and your mind. He's obsessed with the idea of you and what you look like. But I think it always starts with what you look like. But when you're in a relationship, it progresses to where they know you and they know your heart and your soul. But right now, it's the beginning and he only knows what you look like, okay? All right. And he's texting you all the time and he wants it. He wants you and he wants to be with the idea of you. And he's texting you all the time and then he starts to get a little tired. Mm. And you know... He's starting to see that the chase is easy and he doesn't have to put in effort because you will. And remember, ladies, in the first week, don't get it twisted. Like you are not you are most likely not the girl that he's talking to, only talking to. All right, girl, you are just a contestant on his bachelor show.
Okay, he's probably doing the same thing with three other girls. Oh, but he thinks I'm different. No, he does not, baby girl. He does not, baby girl. And, you know, I'm not going to compare women to objects and say, well, when you have something in front of you that's difficult to get, you want it. Because, you know what, women are not, we're not fucking objects, okay? All right? Okay. But because of this, and because of believing that the chase is easy, he begins to leave you on red for hours and hours at a time. And it's, first, it's just one hour, then it gets up to three hours, and he's just so busy. But he's sorry. He's sorry he left you on red for three hours. You know, his fish just died. He died two months ago, and he's having a really hard time dealing with it. But honey, no. If a boy wants to talk to you, he will. There's no excuses. He will crave to talk to you like the nicotine in his jewel while we're talking about nicotine quick note guys uh, let's let the jewels die they're not cute all right okay they're not healthy so just slap a nicotine patch on your arm and throw the jewel in the dumpster all right great thank you and then this is where I begin to switch the power in our power dynamic and play with him and not let him play with my mind So let us go back to the part where he's constantly texting us. And he's texting us and you're like, okay, I can answer right away because we're talking right now. Wrong, 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 wrong. You open his Snapchat and you read his text. And you get busy, okay? No, this doesn't mean that you have to Snapchat a bunch of other people. What you're going to do instead is you're going to do something productive for you, okay? You are going to ignore him, and you're going to do something productive for you. And this could be anything. This could be like getting laundry done. This could be finishing that quick homework assignment. You know, this could be finishing uh, that extra 10 steps in your skincare because, you know, you haven't been focusing on your skin because you're texting this new guy, all right? It's you first right now, honey. And you can do do this for like an hour. Do it for two hours. Do it for as long as you want. And then he's probably going to double text you because he's thinking, dang, I need to try harder. Like she, this isn't just like any other girl. Like I need to try. And he will. And because he knows that you have a life and you have a life away from him. Okay. And one of the most dangerous things a man can think is that he has you wrapped around his little finger. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, 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 no. No, honey. Also, try to avoid texting him first. Okay? This used to be my thing because I'm like, I like to be in control so much where I'm like, I want to hang out with him today. So I'm just going to text him. And then I, I realized like the last time, the last time I talked to somebody, after the fifth time we hung out, I was thinking, damn hold the fuck up. The each time that we've hung out, I've initiated I've initiated it and not that there's anything wrong with it women initiating things it's 2020, but I've done it every single time and I'm always usually the one texting him first. Let me just tell you it didn't work out. And you know what? That's not good for me. But you know what? Don't text him first. Make him sweat. And you might be asking, but but I think he already thinks I'm already wrapped around his finger. What do I do? 
you need to make him see that you can live just fine without him because seeing is believing because you can tell him that you you have this whole like busy thing but he's not going to really think you're that busy if you're always able to text him right away so what you're going to need to do is you're going to do a few of the things that I'm going to say right now okay you're going to show him that you can thrive without him that you are a-okay without him I like to do this in a few ways first I will set up a responsible alert on my phone. There's a way that you can do this in your settings that when you are about to text a person, a reminder will go off and it can say whatever you want. So for me, when I want to text somebody, um, I have this response go off and all of a sudden I'm like, girl, get yourself together. I do something else. Okay. Okay. And then the second thing, there's this call, app called Drunk Text that can bl- block a person's number, I believe, for up to 12 hours, okay? This is what I do after a breakup, okay? <laughs> after a breakup, I always do this because I'm the kind of girl that's like, I feel like if I just talk to him, it can, I can make it work. I, 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 no, okay? Block it. Block the number, okay? Get the app. Block the number. And then this one is pretty great. If you're with your friends... Have them take your phone, okay? Focus on your girlfriends. And, you know, say to the girl that's taking your phone, hey, listen, okay, I need you to take my phone and I need you to not let me text this person, okay? Okay. And then let's say you go to a party and then you realize he's there. What do you do? Like, yo, but I can't ignore him if he's in person. I should just say hi. Pretend he doesn't exist. He doesn't exist. And you don't need to do this in a way where you're putting off like this angry energy, this bad energy. No, it's just he's not there. Like to you, he's not there. Like you, he could have come into the room and you wouldn't have noticed because he's not there to you. Cool? Okay. And it'll drive him crazy. It really will. And then the thing that I like to do, I like to say a phrase. I couldn't care less. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why why do we use that phrase? You're going to want to use this phrase wherever it's applicable. Yep, just like that. Okay, like, it's going to make him think that, well, first, wait, huh? What's going on? She was so crazy about me. I mean, what, what happened? She's not crazy about me anymore? I mean, wait a second, maybe I should try harder. Yeah. Yeah, the fuck he should. Okay, so you don't, you say, I couldn't care less. And it will reignite the chase. Personally, I despise the chase because I would much rather have a man and a woman be equal and have civilized conversations about their feelings rather than a woman having to pretend that she isn't interested to keep the man engaged. And according to an article by Huffington Post called Men Really Do Prefer the Throw of the Chase, says scientists by Georgia James, this is what it says. It says, almost everyone, men and women, put a certain added value onto something that is not easily attainable. And this is why it will feel so good to save up for something like a special dress or a handbag, because when you get it, it feels priceless like Chanel ladies, like, like that Gucci belt, it feels priceless. And it's the same with sex and the classic chase. Men or many men 
find the chase exciting and it strikes their ego to feel like they're the ones who is finally getting to get her attention and get into bed with her. Add this to the fact that men are very goal-focused and an elusive goal can seem all that much more exciting and interesting. And guys, I don't know, if the chase is in their DNA, then I better start to enjoy running because this shit, it's not for me. I don't know. It's not for me. But, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed these tips on how to stop letting him play the mind games with you and start taking control back in this power dynamic. Ladies, 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 I have something for you. And it's a free gift. So in the description of this podcast, I've linked two things. The first thing is not the gift, but it's also very important. And it's a link to send me a recording to be featured on the next podcast. So you can ask me questions about anything, boys, girls, drama, high school, college, your marriage, your divorce, productivity, body insecurities, mental health, your freaking, I don't know, web toes, anything you want. And then the second thing is the gift. So I've attached nine, yes, nine, absolutely free phone wallpapers to download. And they're not just any wallpapers. I mean, I think they're absolutely so cute. Um, But they're boy repellent wallpapers that will make you stop texting him. And they range from phrases like, do not text him, boys ain't shit, stop letting him play mind games with you, why were you about to text him, you don't need him, and so much more. Download them and begin to feel like the badass dragon bitch that lives inside of your soul. And I hope you guys are able to harness the beautiful girl power that is inside of you and projectile vomit it out into the world. Thanks for listening to Real Talk. Real Talk. With all the tragedies occurring daily, I want to take a few moments to share some beautiful real stories that happened this year. Of course, everything that is happening with Black Lives Matter, coronavirus, Yemen, Greece, Lebanon, and the Muslims in China is important and valid. However, I want you to take this time to focus on the positivity in this world and use this time as a mental health check. Play this in the background of your daily drive in the morning, when you wake up, or when you're doing anything you'd like. So let's cue the positivity. A beautiful mural created in Warsaw, Poland, created with special sun-activated smog cleaning pigments, was painted by local artists. The photocatalytic paint has titanium dioxide that attracts airborne pollutants before converting them into harmless nitrates through a chemical process involving sunlight, and the mural purifies the surrounding air equal to 720 trees. The mural features flowers with smiling faces and the words, create together for tomorrow. In Kenya, there has been a recent elephant baby boom due to interruptions in the international travel and a period of heavy rainfall. In Kenyan's Mbozeli National Park, 140 baby elephants were born in a single calving period, which is a record for this park. The Kenya Wildlife Service said that from 1989 to today, the nation's elephant population has more than doubled. 
A big factor to this increase of population is because authorities in the past couple years have managed to tame poaching in the country. Even more elephants are expected to be born this year. Large blue butterflies were extinct in England for more than 150 years. After the efforts from private funds and ecological associations, 750 of these stunning blue butterflies have successfully emerged from their cocoons to repopulate parts of southwest England. An 11-year-old boy named Anthony Mamosa Madu from Nigeria was offered a scholarship to a prestigious dance school in Manhattan after a video of him dancing in the rain went viral. He had been learning to dance at the Leap of Dance Academy in his hometown along the Nigerian coast. Not only did Anthony receive a full scholarship to this elite dance school, his instructor, Dania Ajala Owasani, had been included in the American School of National Training Curriculum for Instructors, and he said himself that he basically learned all the fundamental principles of ballet through YouTube tutorials. In Alabama, Freddie and Lisa Thomas McKillen own a restaurant with no prices and feeds anyone. They say that there's a real joy to knowing their customers leave with a full stomach, a full heart, and then understanding that they are loved and worthy of love. This pandemic made it a tad trickier to service the needy, and they ended up finding a way to go and do to-go to orders and protect everyone. The couple did not profit from this restaurant, and they continue to do it without profiting, but they do it with full hearts. On August 1st, Zach Reagan and Maddie Johnson were on a surfing trip. Out of the corner of their eye, Maddie saw the brown legs of an animal in a cave, but he realized it was too small for it to be a bear or a wolf. With an upcoming storm approaching, they made the decision to save the freezing dog. They snuggled her in a bag to keep her warm, and when they returned to dry land in Canada, they began to search for the owner. The owners were amazed to see their pet again. They thought they'd lost him forever three months prior on the trail. A five-month-old pup wasn't savvy enough to find its way back home, but the dog was certainly clever enough because it wound up at the vet's office. In Bangpu, Thailand, a surveillance video showed a little dog coming up to the doorsteps of its vet's office and waited outside until somebody let it in. Luckily, the vet recognized the pup and reunited the pet with its owner. Santi Gauss and Ursula Van Eck co-founded Sunshine Cleaning to address plastic pollution within neighborhoods that are adjacent to rivers and canals to prevent such plastic from entering rivers and ultimately ending up in the ocean. 
Masked, sanitized, and keeping necessary social distancing, 28 volunteers came together from EnviroServe, Blue Downs Women Action, and the Neighborhood Watch, which offered security from the area being known for gang activities. To join the ward counselor and Santi and Ursula to collect 828 pounds of plastic waste from the banks of that canal in the one single morning. That's amazing, guys. That's amazing. All of these stories are real things that's been happening, and they're amazing things, and they're incredible things, but they haven't been getting any light, and I hope that today, not only did you get light of these amazing events, but you feel a bit calmer, you feel like, yes, there's so much going on in this world, but also, you know that there is light, because right now everything seems so dark, but there is light, and everybody needs a break from negativity, and it doesn't mean that the negative events aren't important or real, but it means that our mental health needs to take a priority sometimes. And although this podcast was only a few minutes of positivity, I sure hope that maybe it was able to bring you something and something not only that you're able to focus on right now, but maybe something you're able to take with you throughout the day. And maybe you can even share one of these stories with someone today. Thank you for listening to Real Talk.